Ooh, I'm not touching it. Oh, I hate you all. And I didn't have it tonight. Boomer did not bad? cause that. I was bad. Punish me. Asshole I was bad. Good evening. No, you are asshole. That's true. Can I get my money now? Monday, July 4th, 2022. Welcome back to Boomer Rex tonight. You nearly did the source for news and politics. I'm a risen lady heathen. Hey, asshole. What separates our show from other millennial news podcasts? We have a Gen Z. Yes, we do. And a um, And we have a boomer, and not just any boomer. We have Mr. Boomer Rex himself. Help. You two eat, sleep, breathe politics, and I'm learning. And three unique perspectives we share along with the facts from our literal round table tonight. And for the rest of the summer, we have a fourth unique perspective at this round table. All right. He is my spawn, and his name is Sleet. So uh, we're very happy to have him with us. Um, I will put his links. Um, he does YouTube and stuff, so those will be in our YouTube description. So please, Tennessee listeners, head on over to YouTube and get links to Sleet stuff. Um, I want to say, uh, before we get into the show, um, our hearts go out to those who have lost um, friends and family or who were present and have had their... Fourth uh, of July, uh, just horribly yeah. disrupted. Everybody um, who had a sunrise this morning and didn't get a sunset, sorry. Yeah, and those of you who have to deal with the fallout from all this, so so Take we're succeeded landings. We're we're really sorry, and we're thinking of you, and yeah. um, you know, we're we're all we're all here for you. So if you need anything, please never be afraid to go to Boomerx tonight. No spaces on Facebook, and send me a message. I'm always up for chatting. So um, we love you all, and uh, let's get into it. So tonight we have our 4th of July extra. Extravaganza. Um, so, uh, but Mr. Boomer Rex here seems to have misunderstood the assignment. Um, so we'll talk about his stuff tomorrow. That's not true. It yeah. turns out that Risen can't explain anything clearly. Or you just can't listen. Or you can go back and listen to our Friday show and you decide who doesn't know. I don't know, but right now, <laughs> Boomer Rex and I are sitting over here reading headlines under the table. Because we're bad. Yeah, we're bad. What do the headlines say? I didn't get to read it. You were wiggling it around. No. Okay, so. Um, Sleep, I asked you to do some uh, research uh, into the 4th of July. What were you no. able to find? I didn't really come up with much other than the July 4th is the celebration of the ratification of the Declaration of Independence as opposed to either the drafting or when it officially became a thing. All right. The actual point of time of which it was finished being signed was August 2nd. And it started being drafted all the way back in June 15th of the year. Um, July 2nd is when the official final draft write-up was started, and they started signing things between July 4th and August 2nd, because they had to send it around the states for everyone to sign, which took months back then. Fair. So. All right. Um... So that eight, on by 18 foot what the 4th of July is, what it means to America. <laughs> Boom, Boomer's giving me this blank stare. <laughs> it's thoughtful. He's got a 
I don't. Okay. It was just two of them. Um, I'm going to take an answer. Uh, that At our best, it really is the American experiment where we said it doesn't matter who your parents were. Fuck you. Right. That there were going to be rules. That and... were the same for all. Yep. Um... And that there was something about the experiment that was worth celebrating. Yeah, and not kings. Kings was a bad. We were that yeah. was us voting not kings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I a good idea. I monarchies don't. They're one generation away from crashing, right. like everything else. But they're more prone to it. Well, and the Declaration of Independence is a document worth celebrating. Yes. If we oh. could only learn to live it. Yeah. And, and maybe read and understand it. But yeah. anyway, uh, let's 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 get into uh, what uh, some different cool articles I found. They're kind of fun. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, PBS.org has an article. Um, the history of America's Independence Day. Taxation without representation was the battle cry in America's 13 colonies, which were forced to pay taxes to England's King George III, despite having no representation in the British Parliament. As dissatisfaction grew, British troops were sent to quell the early movement toward rebellion. Uh, repeated attempts by the colonists to resolve this crisis without military conflict. Getting Proof drunk and throwing rocks at troops isn't that. No. Um, on I know you, Boston. Don't even fucking try. On June 11th, 1776, the Colonies Second Continental Congress met in Philadelphia and formed a committee whose express purpose was drafting a document that would formally sever ties with Great Britain. The committee included Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Franklin, John Adams, Roger Sherman, and Robert R. Livingston. Uh, Jefferson, who was considered the strongest and most eloquent writer, uh, crafted the original document. Uh, a total of 86 changes were made to his draft, and the Continental Congress officially adopted the final version on July 4, 1776. The following day, uh, copies of the Declaration of Independence were distributed, and on July 6th, the Pennsylvania Evening Post became the first newspaper to print the extraordinary document. The Declaration of Independence has since become our nation's most cherished symbol of liberty. Bonfires and Illuminations On July 8, 1776, the first public readings of the Declaration were held in Philadelphia's Independence Square to the ringing of bells and band music. Uh, for those of you who are a little unsure about the concept of public readings, it was like Twitter, only it was a person who stood in the middle of the town and, and literally shouted things. Like a human pop-up. You know, so you Gen Z's can understand. Yeah. <laughs> I'm picking on you, buddy. Yeah. All right. Uh, very complicated thing, you know? Very old-timey, just talking to people. Too old-timey. It's just too old-timey. It's like a rotary phone. You'd look at it and be like, hmm? Well, and a lot of ancient society was more about giving everyone some shit to do during the day. Mm. Hmm. All right. 
Well, one, and they didn't have megaphones, and they didn't have telegraph or telephone or television yeah. or the internet. Yeah. So uh, somebody had to stand on the podium and shout. Yeah. Uh, one year later, on July 4th, 1777, Philadelphia marked Independence Day by adjourning Congress and celebrating with bonfires, bells, and fireworks. The custom, the custom eventually spread to other towns, both large and small, where the day was marked with processions, oratory, picnics, contests, games, yeah. military displays, and fireworks. Yeah, drinking. Observations throughout the nation became even more common at the end of the war in 1812 with Great Britain. In June of 1826, Thomas Jefferson sent a letter to Roger C. Waitman uh, declining an invitation to come to Washington, D.C. to help celebrate the 50th anniversary of the Declaration of Independence. It was the last letter that Jefferson, who was gravely ill, ever wrote. In it, Jefferson says of the document, <clears throat> May it be to the world what I believe it will be, the signal of arousing men to burst the chains and to assume the blessings and security of self-government. That form which we have substituted restores the free right to the unbounded exercise of reason and freedom of opinion. All eyes are opened or opening to the rights of man. For ourselves, let the annual return of this day forever refresh our recollections of these rights and an undiminished devotion to them. Congress established Independence Day as a holiday in 1870, and in 1938, Congress reaffirmed it as a paid holiday for federal employees. Today, communities across the nation mark this major midsummer holiday with parades, fireworks, displays, picnics, and performances of the Star-Spangled Banner, and marches by John Philip Sousa. But remember, this is America, so it's more like the Perch today uh specifically um so um let's just uh think about this for for a hot minute shall we uh not much has changed as far as how we celebrate it as far as parades fireworks picnics Boys drinking, like bombs. you know it's all it's all in good fun it's all we still drink fun. yeah beer <clears throat> bombs guns yeah all right so people want to hear some fascinating facts Sure. All right, we got some fascinating facts here. Um, so New England Historical Society.com did an article, uh, 12 fascinating facts about Independence Day. Uh, let's let's just skip all the pre-whatever and go right to the number one, Adams messed up. Uh, John Adams got the date wrong in a letter to his wife Abigail from Philadelphia on July 3rd, 1776. He wrote, The second day of July, 1776, will be the most memorable epocha in the history of America. You can understand his mistake since the Continental Congress approved independence on July 2nd. 
and all the signers of the Declaration of Independence didn't exactly gather around the parchment and sign it at once. Some left Philadelphia on July 4, 1776. Moreover, the Declaration didn't get printed with all the names of all the signers until January 1777 uh, by Mark Catherine Goddard in Baltimore. Uh, two, uh, a long Independence Day tradition. Fireworks go all the way back to 1777. When Boston and Philadelphia held the first displays, the Continental Congress authorized the fireworks in Philadelphia and in Boston. Um, Colonel Crafts illuminated... Gotta his, keep them Irish drunks happy. <laughs> ...his park on the commons through several shells and exhibited a number of fireworks. Uh, number three, quite a streak... Uh, the Adams family participated in official Independence Day celebrations for 116 consecutive years. It started from the time John Adams signed the Declaration of Independence in 1776 and ended in 1892 when Charles Francis Adams Jr. gave a speech at the First Church in Quincy, Mass. Um, in, uh, number four, Independence Day toasts. During the 19th century, people loved to drink patriotic toasts on the, on the independence uh, celebrations. Uh, tipplers carefully prepared the toasts and often published them in the local newspaper. They Any excuse to drink. drink. Yeah. They frequently toasted George Washington. Uh, for example, a toast from Lexington, Mass. in 1814 went, went like this. The memory of Washington, may his name no more be profaned by hypocrites as that of Jesus has been by, by the Jesuits. That's pretty harsh. <laughs> yes. I love it. Sounds okay. like one way of I want to drink. Uh, okay. Five, Independence Day time capsule. This one was interesting. <clears throat> On the 4th of July in 1795, Paul Revere and Governor Sam Adams laid the cornerstone for the Massachusetts State House in Boston. They also buried a copper time capsule. It contained a pine tree shilling coin from 18, uh, from 1652, excuse me, uh, a copper medal engraved with an image of George Washington, several newspapers, and a silver plate thought to be engraved by Paul Revere. State officials opened the time capsule in 2014. Shut All right, uh, career launch on the 4th of July. 1800, Daniel Webster launched his political career as an 18-year-old Dartmouth junior. He was chosen to deliver a speech at the college because of his reputation as a speaker and debater. In the speech, he praised the veterans of the Revolution, George Washington, and the unifying authority of the U.S. Constitution. Number seven, coincidence, John Adams died on the 50th anniversary of the singing of the Declaration of Independence, signing, sorry, signing of the Declaration say, of Independence. No, I'm, yeah. We would be a better fucking country if we had sang it. I am mildly autistic. Give me a break. Uh, his last really words cool. were, Jefferson still survives. Uh, he got it wrong. Jefferson died five hours earlier. 
only one signer of the Declaration still lived in 1826, Charles Caller, uh, Carroll of Carrollton, M.D., uh, who died six years later, Maryland, sorry, who died six years later at the age of 95. Uh, playing with fire, this one's fun. Uh, a 4th of July firecracker in 1866 started the Great Portland Fire in Maine. The conflagration... Does anyone um, else think 18, what, 60, did you say? 1866, yeah. yeah. That firecracker is just dynamite. <laughs> Well, um, but it's a good way to get your urban renewal project I, going. If I had access to dynamite, I would probably blow way more shit up. Like the, I think they were just having fun with dynamite and yeah. getting an excuse. Oh, like, oh, no, that's always been true. The conflagration, uh, the worst to date in the United States, burned 1,800 buildings. Not it a left, challenge, Florida. It wow. left 10,000 homeless and killed two. It only killed two people. That's impressive. Uh, fireworks, though, didn't cause as many 4th of July fatalities as toy guns. The toy bullets, blank cartridges, actually pierced the skin and caused uh, tetanus, uh, the leading cause of Independence Day deaths in the 19th century. What a way to go. Your kid walks up to you with a toy gun and you just wake up in heaven. Number nine, boring. Uh, starting in 1870, Henry C. Bowen, a businessman, hosted the country's largest Fourth of July party in Woodstock, Connecticut, at his Roseland Cottage. The event featured many, many, many speeches. So many that the Supreme Court Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes tried to get out of going in 1877. Bowen didn't drink, and President Ulysses S. Grant had to sneak a cocktail on the porch at his first party in 1870. <laughs> uh, Ten, Independence Day Pops. Everybody loves this. The Boston Pops Orchestra has played Stars and Stripes forever at the end of its concerts since 1899, two years after John Philip Sousa composed it. Arthur uh, Fredler. Guess included... it's hard to play it before it's been written. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think that. why did they get such yeah. a late start? Included it in the first Independence Day Pops concert on the Esplanade in 1929. The Pops has played it ever since, the flag always dropping in the final moments of the piece, as many as 500,000 people show up for the concert. Uh, 11, Americanization Day. Future Supreme Court Justice Louis Brandis uh, kicked off the first Americanization Day with a 4th of July speech in 1915 at Boston's Faneuil Hall. Americanization Day, an attempt to crowd out Independence Day, yeah. responded to nearly two decades of increasing immigration, a sore spot for many Americans. The Americanization Day movement set about to reshape the day's image around themes of immigrants embracing American culture. It didn't last. Uh, number 12, no White House celebration. The saddest Independence Day in the White House was probably in 1924 when President Calvin Coolidge spent most of the day at the bedside of his 16-year-old son. Calvin Coolidge Jr. had developed septic 
poisoning after he played tennis without socks and it caused a blister that got infected. He died on July 7th. Can you imagine? Wear socks. Dying from a freaking blister. That's got to be Yeah, no, history was... My God. I mean, that that must have been before science gave us antibiotics. Yeah. Yeah, now we're ruining that. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're going to be sad when we go to a post. Yeah, we're going to be yeah. sad when we go back to this, okay? No yeah. one's going to be happy. I will. Always wear socks, people. Like, not the first couple Always of times for the people I like. I'm trying. <laughs> this but, like, he was... when I and the ghost of Nurse Barnabas... My... Nurse? Yeah. Yeah. What's wrong with he? A nurse. I thought Always. he was a doctor. He's what a do you think you did when we weren't feeling good? He yeah. curled up and purred. That's a nurse. Yeah. You do know that um, cat's uh, purring is healing, right? Totally. Totally. Yep. You did know that, right? Increase. I don't right? know anything. Right? I have you to blame <laughs> for me not knowing things. What are you talking about? It's not my fault. No, we're not getting into this discussion. We will talk about that later. Because uh, <clears throat> you got no one to blame but yourself, motherfucker. All right. Um, I'm that kind of shit randomly. <laughs> uh, www.womensday.com has um, these 4th of July facts will change the way you look at American history. Depressing or in a good way? Yeah, I was, I'm wondering. Number one. Uh, Well, we already talked about John Adams. Um, He thought it was going to be July 2nd, and it turns out that we celebrated on the 4th. So we know about that one already. Um... John Adams may have been the first to suggest fireworks. Some people think the idea of making uh, major events with fireworks originated with founding father John Adams. In a letter to his wife and political advisor Abigail, he suggested that illuminations be part of the future Independence Day celebrations, the first of which was held in 1777. However, fireworks had already been popular for centuries. King Henry VII's wedding in 1486 included them, and Queen Elizabeth I, whose reign began in 1558, appointed a, quote, fire master of England, unquote, to organize shows. Uh, Here's to keeping spectacular traditions alive. Yay, bombs. I'm surprised they didn't accuse him of being a witch and burn him at the stake the moment they realized... Yard bombs, um, so, number three, the use of fireworks on July 4th dates back to 1776. The tradition of setting off fireworks on Independence Day began, uh, began on the holiday's first anniversary uh, on July 5th of 1777. The Pennsylvania Evening Post reported there was a grand exhibition of fireworks, which began and concluded with 13 rockets. Could you imagine doing that today? Um, on the commons, and the city was beautifully illuminated on the night of July 4th, the same night the Sons of Liberty uh, set off fireworks over the Boston commons. Um, Sounds perfectly safe. Could you imagine their faces if they saw the shows that we have today oh, yeah. set to music and shapes. all kinds of stuff? Oh yeah, they different shapes. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, t- uh, yeah, the, the music is fine, but I, at least two of us at the table have been to Nashua, New Hampshire's fireworks shows. Oh my God! Right, we, and so you have to understand, <laughs> you have to understand the experience of Nashua fireworks, 
which is first, you go really early mm-hmm. because you want to sit on the road, which is as close as they let you sit. It's on the other side of a... What? You want to sit inside home stadium where the fire will actually fall on you. That's the best. Yep. And a test. Best view. Inside home stadium, not on the street. You got to be in the stadium on the grass. I like this. Ten street. feet from where they fire Better the fireworks. So anyway, um, so people bring umbrellas and they wear Generally. old clothes mm-hmm. because where we sat, first of all, you had to move your legs so the fire trucks could come by, in case any big fires got started. And second, when they were doing the fireworks show, you were continuously rained on by burning material. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's almost right. like we're blowing stuff up high, oh. high in the sky. Or oh, yeah. Um, well, we, we, had... we had to dodge some big things. We're in the circle of for sure is dead if there's a problem. Not injured. Right. Oh, yeah. See, I don't know. How wide is a football the danger field? danger is what makes it fun. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. If you're from New England and you've been inside Home Stadium, please comment. Go to Boomerang Center yeah. Spaces on Facebook. Home Talk Stadium to us. Fun. Comment on the It YouTube. takes too long to get out of, and I've had more fun in that grass. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, four. <clears throat> News of the Declaration of Independence started riots. Mm. Um, <clears throat> in his book, Americans don't need a reason to riot. We need a place. True. In his book, Thomas Jefferson said... Time and place. Man. <laughs> we'll start, and sooner or later it will be time. We'll get you a more comfortable chair, Muff. Uh, you don't even have to have Arthur a place. You can David, get a place. Right. Just start right. the riot. Yeah, and the all you, all you need is an start excuse. Eating. If you burn it, they will come. <laughs> and you yeah, can make up the excuse started. after the riot. Can we discuss these riots and then we can discuss more about the riots since you guys do? Okay. Uh, in this book, Thomas Jefferson, uh, Arthur David, author David Saville Muzzy, PhD, wrote the news of the Declaration of Independence caused colonists to riot against King George III. On the night of July 4th, citizens of Philadelphia ripped King George III's coat of arms from the state house door and threw it into a bonfire in the Bowling Green section of Manhattan. On July 9th, military personnel and colonists tore down a statue of King George III and melted it into musket balls. In Savannah, citizens even held a fake funeral for the king when the news finally reached them in August. I thought that was fun. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's one way of saying they're dead. Oh, then we made up the crazy thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Number five. Uh, One World Trade Center was designed to pay tribute to American history's independence. Yeah, this one had me making weird faces too. One World Trade Center in New York City is remarkable and meaningful to the United States of America for a variety of reasons. Bullshit. Uh, however, you might not know that its most outstanding feature, its height, was designed to pay tribute to the year that America received its independence from Great Britain. The tower is exactly 1,776 feet tall to represent the year 1776. I vaguely but, remember yeah. that, but I I don't care. So I and never before the building sinks by a couple inches. Or like goes underwater because, you know, New York is 
underwater or like just above the water it's like floating isn't new york floating on the water yeah you could remember because sometime in the 90s the republicans saw water world and said bet <laughs> we're in yeah <laughs> we're all about this life <laughs> we probably should remember that one world trade center is gone no 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 the new one. Oh, the new one okay. yeah see the picture is the new one it sucks oh, okay. they had to make a new one that doesn't seem like the kind of thing you would have to have destroyed. It shouldn't have taken them as long to build the new one as it did. Fuck American politics. Move on. Um, <clears throat> number six. The Star Spangled Banner became the national anthem 117 years after it was written. Right, you bite them fireworks, bro. Was that Wade barking? What was, was. he barking at? Fireworks. Oh, oh, fine. Um, it's hard to get through an entire 4th of July party or parade without hearing the Star-Spangled Banner. At least once or twice. Uh, as Better Homes and Gardens points out, despite being written during the War of 1812, Francis Scott Key's famous song didn't become the national anthem until 1931, 88 years after Key had already passed away. Another Americans. Yeah. Another surprising fact: the song was originally referred to as uh, "Defense of Fort and Henry," as History.com explains. Uh, has a bit of a different ring to it, doesn't it? Believe it. Yeah, that changes things. All right, number seven. July Fourth wasn't a federal holiday until 1870, nearly a hundred years after Massachusetts, who was apparently always on top of things, uh, made July 4th an official state celebration. Congress declared Independence Day an unpaid federal holiday as part of a bill to officially recognize several holidays. In 1941, the 4th of July finally became a paid holiday for federal employees. Number eight, the White House didn't have a 4th of July party until 1801. The 4th of July might seem like a holiday that the White House would celebrate before any other, but it didn't actually host any official Independence Day party until 1801. As Better Homes and Gardens points out, President Thomas Jefferson was in office at the time. Uh, nine, Frederick Douglass challenged the idea of Independence Day. Uh, on July 5th, 1852, Frederick Douglass deemed Independence Day a day that reveals to him more than all other days in the year the gross injustice and cruelty to which his to which he is the constant victim. But after the war ended, the Atlantic reports that America's four million former slaves transformed July 4th into a predominantly black celebration in the states of the former Confederacy. After a white mob broke up a Republican rally on July 4th in 1875, the exclusively black celebrations met increasing opposition from white Southerners and eventually petered out altogether by the end of the 19th century. Um, sad. Um, Southern it was interesting and then it was Americanized. No, it was interesting, and then it was fucking stupidized. I got nothing. That's what America does. White supremacists took over and decided we were going a different route. Um, <clears throat> ten. 
Not everyone in America was free on the 4th of July. Many people tend to discuss America's freedom from Great Britain when they discuss the 4th of July. It's commonly referred to as Independence Day after all. But that discussion frequently fails to acknowledge that not everyone in America was free as of that date. Enslaved black people in America were not guaranteed their freedom until June 19th, 1865, following the Civil War. Today, this date is celebrated as Juneteenth. If you're wondering now about the Emancipation Proclamation, which occurred in 1862, it's worth noting that this only freed enslaved people on paper. In actuality, it took several more years for all black people in America to be freed from slavery. And the last state that the you know, group went to, to say, all right, you have to release your fucking slaves now, um, was, happened on June 19th, which is why they celebrate Juneteenth, and, yeah, that's probably the first day that, you know, majority of Americans were actually free, so, <sighs> craziness, okay. Uh, 11, the country's oldest 4th of July parade is in Rhode Island. Um, go, yeah, right. The that old sounds about right. Yes. Yeah. The oldest Fourth of July parade in the nation is celebrated in the town of Bristol, Rhode Island, each year. It's been happening since 1785. Uh, the town even has an official Fourth of July website, which, which posts updates about the celebration. As the site states, uh, the official and historic celebration, patriotic exercises, uh, was established in 1785 by reverend henry wright of the first congregational church and veteran of the revolutionary war the celebration officially starts with flag day on june 14th so they fucking party hard in rhode island fucking well yeah it's rhode island yeah fucking well done all right <clears throat> 12. george washington celebrated uh the day during war uh during the revolutionary war uh, George Washington commemorated the July 4th date by issuing double the usual rations of rum to each soldier in the Continental Army, according to History.com. This was in 1778, two years before any state would make the day an official holiday. They well, rationed rum. Well, well done, George oh, Washington. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't want your troops being <laughs> drunk if you get attacked randomly. Troops will absolutely get day drunk if that's an option. Oh, yeah, for sure. When there's nothing else to do, you're sitting around, bored as shit, yeah, you're gonna drink. But the but, rations? Otherwise, we're if, going to... I'm gonna go in the woods and get for a shake It was still not safe squirrel. to drink water yeah. in the wild back then, okay? Um, number 13. This was interesting. New England, uh, people ate salmon on the 4th of July. Um, as an article on Mental Floss points out, a little-known tradition is that of eating salmon on Independence Day. I can well, get behind this. Well, if you're from New England, anyway, the tradition of eating salmon on the 4th of July essentially began in New England as a coincidence. During the middle of the summer, salmon was abundant in rivers throughout the region, so it was a common sight on tables at the time. Arthur J. Serafino writes on mentalfloss.com. 
The dish eventually got lumped into the fourth and has stayed that way ever since, even with in, the decline like of Atlantic salmon. Huh. Yeah. The more you know. Never heard of it. Oh, I, I, I remember always going into the grocery stores and seeing, you know, sales on salmon and these big, beautiful salmon uh, at the stores. crisper people to make big, them beautiful like salmon. salmon. <laughs> All I can say to that is phrasing. Uh, rich people. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. No, that's exactly what he was thinking I know, about. I was agreeing. Yeah, sure. Uh, 14. Or whoever fits in the cage. Um, so we discussed that Massachusetts was the first to make Independence Day a holiday. Um, so on July 3rd of 1781, Massachusetts legislature called for an official state celebration to recognize the anniversary of the Independence Day of the United States of America, making it the first state to recognize the 4th of July as an official holiday. I think we should come out as a group as militantly pro Third Amendment. <laughs> Um, so here's an interesting fact. Only one U.S. president was born on the 4th of July. Uh, while there have been a whopping three presidents to pass away on the 4th of July, more on that later. It's um, only been a president for every month. There, yeah, that's not that surprising. There has only been one president to ever be born on the American holiday. Who fucks in October? Coolidge. <laughs> Coolidge was born on July 4th, 1872 in Plymouth Notch, Vermont. Mr. Makes Coolidge. perfect sense. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, fucking all about it. Okay, so uh, three of the U.S. presidents have died on July 4th. Uh, this is interesting. On July 4th, 1826, 50 years after the Declaration of Independence was formalized, former U.S. presidents... Thomas Jefferson and John yeah. Adams reportedly died just hours apart. Yeah. Exactly five years later, James Monroe reportedly became the third U.S. president to die on the 4th of July. Didn't they just get lit and told stories about the White House? Yeah, I bet they did. Like, yeah. So uh, There's no point. There is no point in having a wake if you're not going to hold it before you die and attend it. Yeah. Hold on. There's another... There's, a, there's another. Hold up. Uh, President Zachary Taylor died after a 4th of July party. See? Um, told you. Though, though President Zachary Taylor didn't die on Independence Day like Thomas Jefferson, John Adams, and Never James Monroe, he did die as a result of a 4th of July That's party. That's a fucking stretch and you know it. According to University of Virginia's Miller Center, Taylor reportedly contracted food-borne cholera after cholera. eating cholera. cholera yes cholera after eating spoiled cherries on july 4th Fuck, 1850 oh, i'm gonna die of fucking cholera he in the died five years later oh my god Shut or five up. days later oh, five days later sorry. okay yeah no, so you got five, five days five, five, right. he so he president. suffered for five days yeah. and died because he had some rotten cherries don't eat rotten fruit oh, but they're gonna be soft and so good uh, okay Number 18, a time capsule. We know about the time capsule. We've already talked about that, so we'll skip that. Oh, this was interesting. The Liberty Bell hasn't been rung since 1846. I, I am going to ring that in the apocalypse. I'm U.S. history notes that every year on July 4th, the Liberty Bell is symbolically tapped 13 times <laughs> by children who are descendants of Declaration signers, honoring the original 13 states. Unfortunately, the bell 
cannot be wrong as it was deemed too fragile after a crack appeared on George Washington's birthday in 1846, which is the last time it was wrong. Uh, Take some spray on foam. I think it'll be fine. I'm going to whack it with a bat. A holiday was created to rival Independence Day in 1915. Jealousy over holidays? During his 4th of July keynote address at uh, Boston's Faneuil Hall in 1915, future Supreme Court Justice Lewin Bernays announced uh, the first Americanization Day. Yeah. Uh, so this is about this that. Is we the just Amer- talked yeah. about oh. that. Uh, it circles back around to Erling, like, yay, American Nazi Day. Uh, he wanted to celebrate immigration rather than restrict it, as may, many Americans okay. wish to Go do. Team rope puller. Um, during his speech, he explained how Americanization Day movement would unify new and old Americans. Uh, but sadly, that holiday didn't stick. So this was supposed to be a combining of, you know, we're bringing them in and we're celebrating that they're now part of us. That's and we're trying That's to what the 4th of July is supposed to be about. Exactly. But that was such an easier sell when people were still shitting outside. Hard note. Yeah. Hard note out. All right. Uh, a 4th of July firecracker started the Great Fire of Portland, which yeah, we just we heard discussed. That one. Hmm. Nathan's hot dog eating contest began in 1916. Nathan's annual 4th of July hot dog eating contest reportedly began on July 4th, 1916, when according to its site, four recent U.S. immigrants made their own competition at Nathan's original Coney Island stand. The first recorded contest took place in 1972, and in 2018, Joey Chestnut set a world record by consuming... 74 hot dogs in 10 minutes. Florida man. 74 hot dogs. That's bun and all. They have to eat the bun too. That's not just 74 hot dogs, which sounds terrible enough, but. He must have been great in bed. He must have been very sad that night. Uh, All right. Uh, The Philippines also celebrate July 4th. Uh, America isn't the only country that celebrates the 4th of July. According to the Atlantic, the Philippines officially gained independence from the U.S. by signing the Treaty of Malinia on July 4th, 1946. President Dios Dado Macapagal... Anyway, responded to rising Filipino nationalism 15 years later and changed the country's independence celebration to June 12th, though he kept July 4th as a national holiday called Philippine Republic Day. Sure. Uh, most fireworks-related injuries occurred on or, uh, occur on or around the 4th of July. Um, the 4th of July is the busy day in America's hospitals, and that's largely due to accidents involving home fireworks displays, according to the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission Safety Commission's annual fireworks report for 2018. An estimated 5,600 fireworks-related injuries were treated in U.S. hospitals between June 22nd and July 22nd, which is a 62%, which is 62% of total estimated fireworks-related injuries from 2018. 
Don't play with fireworks if you don't know what you're doing. Don't play with explosives. How about you don't play with them? You just use them appropriately. Okay, let's do that. Uh, Americans consume don't about 150 million hot dogs on July 4th. According to the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council, approximately 150 million hot dogs are consumed by Americans on the 4th of July each year. If lined up, that amount of hot dogs could stretch from Washington, D.C. to Los Angeles more than five times. There are way too many jokes that can be made about that. I'm pretty sure the audience can come up with them themselves. Yeah, let's not be glued. But anyway, just a lot of interesting and fun facts um, that you now know and can wow your friends with all this new um, wonderful freedom information that you have. Now, one thing that I want to say is is I, I call this the July 4th extravaganza because it's an extravaganza in the fact that I just read you a bunch of history facts. Okay, facts. None of this fake news bullshit. Facts. Not one of them mentioned anything about your right to throw your fucking religion at me. Not one. We mentioned once Jesus versus the Jesuits. Well, that might be a more. And it was somebody being sarcastic and rude. It had nothing to do with everything else we just discussed. Yep. So I'm going to say that as a woman... <laughs> I am not celebrating the 4th of July. I am celebrating the history that used to be what I believed was the 4th of July, which I now no longer have because I am now no longer a free citizen of America. I am now no more than chattel. Livestock. I am worthless. We're going to fix that. It'll be fixed one way or another. Yep. Losing my bodily autonomy and every other uh, period haver out there. I know you're with me on this and I know you feel this pain. Um, this is not a time to... I, I've been watching so much, so many people talking about this and, and everybody's point of view. I have seen so much just people just being defeated. And just sad and just, uh, no, no, no. This is time to get mad. This is time to take action. This is time to push forward with all of our might and say, no, fuck you. I have the right to bodily autonomy and you have no right to tell me what to do. Then this you need... is America. Then you need to register. You need to go vote straight ticket Democratic, and you need to help what few Democra actual Democrats are left stomp the fucking yep. Trumpists. This is a call to action, not a time to sit and wallow. If you do not like the people that you have to vote for, go out and become a candidate yourself. You are smarter than Marjorie Taylor Greene, than Lauren Boebert, than fucking Trump. Go out and do it yourself. I've got a whole vegetable crisper full of stuff smarter than any of them. That's my point. 
Yep. That this is not a time to sit around and feel sorry for ourselves. Yep. No, this it's is a time, a time to organize to and stand fucking up, win. To yeah. Get on Facebook, find your friends, find groups, find, you know, there's the women's groups, there's uh, abortion, you know, protection groups. There's If you don't have the time, donate a dollar, a single dollar to any abortion support place you want, okay? Do your research. Make sure that money's going where it needs to go. But you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do it for you. I'm gonna make this real fucking simple. I'm going to go online and I'm gonna research good places that you can donate your dollar, and and that's what we're gonna do. Okay. And I will post it. So go to Boomer Rex tonight. No spaces on Facebook. I will share them. Okay. So that you don't have to look it up yourself. I'll do the hard work for you. All you have to do is type in B O O M E R. R-E-X-T-O-N-I-G-H-T into the top search bar of your Facebook, which I know you have. Fuck you. Just do it. And then go there, click the link, donate as much as you can. If you can only donate a dollar, just donate a dollar. Do something. Don't sit back and let these people tell us what we can and cannot do with our lives. Not just our bodies. Our lives. Yeah. Airborne. Yeah. So... Maybe this time we'll get actual federal rights to privacy. Oh my god. Oh, those what an idea. Those are all on their way out the fucking door. Keep yeah. that in mind. Because I want you all to think real hard and long about the list of things that Justice Scalia said that they were gonna go after next. Thomas. Thomas Scalia. What did I say? You said Scalia. Thomas. I said Justice Scalia. Yeah. It's so it's Thomas. Justin Justice Thomas. It's fine. I got too many names in my head. I'm well, really and remember sorry. That I can't keep track of everybody. Just so people Alito know how was... messed up. Justice Clarence Thomas has already spelled out the direction he plans on heading next, and it's towards all those privacy rulings that were already made. Well, Alito started by pointing that out, that there were a number of other rulings, mm-hmm. including um, the right to gay marriage, mm-hmm. um, sodomy laws, mm-hmm. um, and the right to contraception. Yep. And a whole bunch of and, other and they're already, health folks. They're already allowing these, you know, assholes to force your children to pray in school without any restriction. Yeah, that's going to be uh, whatever the hell kind of animal a camel is. We're going to wish kept its nose out of the tent. In yep. our American school systems, we literally call one of the amendments the right to privacy. We teach that it's the right to privacy to children, and yet we can't acknowledge it in the Supreme Court level. It's in our textbook for elementary schoolers. Did you get taught that in elementary Yes. School? They taught us about American history more than they did math. I'm really impressed. I, I didn't cool. think that you would have learned that, so that's good. All righty. We um, had to memorize each of the... So, episodes. take action. Yeah, this, this, is, this is a call to action, okay? Don't, don't sit around and mope. Do something. And again, if you don't have time, you're working hard, you can't get out there... I know you have a dollar. I know you do. Go and donate to the people who fucking need it. And, you know, if you live in one of these states, get the fuck out of Dodge, because that's your only option at this point. Um, Look into states that are friendly for women and move there. And I know not all of you have the ability to move, and I know it's hard, and I know it sucks, but if, if you can scrabble together a couple thousand dollars, you can move. 
It's not difficult in the job market right now. You can get hired anywhere. They'll take you. So just do what you can. Um, we love you all. Uh, don't forget to comment, like, heart, subscribe, follow, review, smash that like button on YouTube. Go to Boomerx tonight. No spaces on Facebook for fun memes and a link to our Patreon. Give us a dollar. You can find us on YouTube as Boomerx or check your favorite podcasting service for Boomerx tonight. We can be found on over a dozen different platforms, including Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Samsung Podcasts. Hit us up on Twitter at BRex tonight. If you Google Boomerx tonight, no spaces. All links will lead you to us. She's still stealing my line. Smash that like button. Love you all, and we'll see you back here tomorrow night on Boomerx tonight. Good night, everyone.